Hi there, my name is Mubashra and this is Color Me PR Podcast. Join me for conversations with diverse women in communications who break the ceiling with what they can do. This podcast is all about being inspired and inspiring others. Welcome to our safe space. Hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for joining me on Color Me PR podcast today. I'm so excited to have you on. How are you doing? I am doing great. And I have to extend a thank you over to you for having me as a guest and congratulations on the podcast success. Thank you so much. Thank you. So listeners, let me introduce you to our very special guest today. Michelle Diaz is a brand public relations manager at Intercontinental Hotels Group a professor of digital marketing at Seneca College, and the vice president of the Canadian Public Relations Society in Toronto. With experience working with clients from a breadth of fields, including consumer lifestyle, corporate social responsibility, issues management, and government relations, Michelle champions authentic storytelling as a marketer's best tool for consumer awareness and engagement. So Michelle, thank you again for being here. Going through your highly impressive resume and years of leadership experience, I can see that you're really passionate about professional development and connecting with people, which I think are two key areas for any successful communicator. So to get started today, I think the first thing I want to ask you is, what exactly is it about communications and marketing that you love? Well, thank you so much. That's a great question to kick off. And thank you for that very humbling introduction. It is appreciated. What do I love about communications and marketing? Well, firstly, I have to say that I would like to consider myself to be a creative person. And that's creative in all facets when it comes to art appreciation, the love of music, uh, creative writing. And I personally enjoy that every single day I get to sit down at my desk and come up with creative ways to tackle problems and look at brands in a little bit of a different light. Now, although I'm not always on the creative side of things, now that I'm in a little bit of a different role within, you know, leadership, as you mentioned, I still love the opportunity that I get to have creative solutions to the problems I see every day. Mm -hmm. So there is always an opportunity to be creative. And I'm sure that other professionals in PR and communications will testify to that. Mm -hmm. So the first time I actually had a chance to hear you speak was at a college presentation about the Canadian Public Relations Society, or CPRS for short, and then later at a CPRS Toronto networking event. And the thing that really stood out to me was the way that you were connecting with junior communicators about the value of being part of a professional body. And so I can personally attest to the value of these memberships from networking to professional development and community building. But why do you think it's especially important for women of color to be part of these organizations? Right, of course. So I actually joined CPRS when I was doing my postgrad at Sheridan College. Mm -hmm. And I joined the Hamilton chapter because it was based out of Oakville. And that is a very similar path that a lot of other PR professionals like yourself take. (laughs) They do their undergrad degree and then they go on to do postgrad programs Mm -hmm. or as we like to call it PR school. So when I graduated in 2009, I was actually only one of three BIPOC students in my graduating class of about 30. Wow. 
And I know that you and I have spoken on panels together at schools, uh, universities, in postgraduate programs, and the demographics have changed so much in these last, you know, 10-ish years. So when I go into the schools now, I see 50% representation, if not more. So I'm really happy and excited to see the next level of talent that comes from students of color and of mixed backgrounds into the workplace. Mm-hmm. When I joined CPRF, you know, joining as a student, you kind of feel like you're part of an insider's club. Mm-hmm. You know, you have the opportunity to network and meet professionals who are much more tenured than you, have a lot more experience and are super friendly to, you know, impart their knowledge and open doors for you. So I myself found that incredibly valuable. Within my leadership role right now at CPRS as the vice president, I want to be that catalyst for students. I want to be able to open doors or even crack a window for people who are coming through and trying to make it in the world of communications. I send this time and time again that communications and succeeding in communications has a lot to do with networking, right? Um, Part of our roles as PR professionals are to build relationships, build relationships with our brands, with our clients, with the media. So how better way to do that than to be a part of a professional association where you're more or less forced into networking sessions, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's incredibly valuable for me personally and obviously professionally. Absolutely. And for me as well, being part of organizations like this and seeing the success of exceptional women of color such as yourself, and you're currently the vice president, which I feel like that's inspiring for a lot of junior communicators who want to get to the point where we can be part of these leadership teams and hopefully inspire other women as well. I do want to say as well, too, that our current board uh, with CPRS Toronto is quite diverse. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jenny Shin, who is our president, does identify as a diverse person in herself. And it's not only representation across color, but we have uh, members of the LGBTQ plus community on our board, as well as a diversity in male and female and age as well, too. So it's not that we're a board of old stuffy people. We welcome junior practitioners onto the board. And I think it is really the junior practitioners that bring a lot of energy and an excitement and new ideas to the board. So when I speak to diversity and inclusion, I'm not just talking about color or race. It really should transcend the conversation to talk about age, sexuality, and any other components that people may mark themselves as being diverse. Mm, absolutely. And again, the amazing thing about organizations like this is that these board members are not inaccessible. You get to speak with them at you know various different events. You can communicate through email or even one-on-one meetings. And I feel like that's something that you might not get outside of an organization like this to have such direct access to people you can share your experiences with and, and get insight from. I agree with you wholeheartedly. <laughs> so in addition to being part of professional organizations like this, what do you think that young women of color can do to amplify their voices in this industry? Well, I'm going to draw upon Kamala Harris because I feel like it's so timely with the inauguration taking place this week. I watched an episode about her on CNN yesterday. And one major takeaway that I, you know, took from such an inspirational woman was her persistence. Mm -hmm. And A lot of the times when, you know, you see women who are being persistent, it could be kind of viewed as being aggressive or demanding, but I always encourage the students that I mentor to be persistent. Mm -hmm. And by being persistent, I mean to have a goal 
that you are aspiring to fixated on. And although there may be challenges that come, you know, as you come to you, as you're trying to approach these goals, being persistent and being able to pivot, being flexible, being resilient towards your goals, that to me is the definition of being persistent. Another thing that I always tell my students as I am mentoring them is to always ask, because that's a piece of advice I got very early on in my career, and it really has revolutionized the way I think. Always ask, even if you're shy, because you never know what the results could be. If someone turns you down, or if you think you have a great idea and someone says, no, it's not, well, you don't know until you ask, because Hmm. sometimes I've been most surprised at the things that people will allow me to do, or the ideas that have taken off by a simple asking. Absolutely. And quite frankly, that's how I launched this podcast in the first place. You know, I was a nervous wreck, but I thought, let me just give it a chance and reach out to a couple of people that inspire me. And, you know, like you said, in my experience, it's almost always a much better response than you even anticipate. People are so much more willing to talk and share than we expect. I absolutely love that piece of advice. And I think it'll be really helpful for our listeners. And so in light of that, I actually started a new segment on the podcast this year called Boss Moments, where I share share a particular achievement of my guests that I think deserves special recognition um, and that I hope inspires other communicators as well. So, Michelle, in 2016, you received the PR in Canada Top 30 Under 30 Award. Congratulations on this magnificent recognition. And I just kind of want to know, what did winning this award mean to you? Well, I have to say, listeners, that she's actually quite caught me off guard here, and I'm blushing, (laughs) and you can't really tell, because I don't know if brown girls blush, Uh, but, you know, receiving, receiving that award and recognition, I think I was, you know, a part of a group of other great, fantastic PR practitioners in my field, but, you know, I think it's really important, firstly, for PR practitioners to be able to distinguish themselves. And you can do that by the way you're doing it through your podcast, through blogging, uh, through applying through awards. And, you know, I think it is really important to get recognition for the work that you've done in order to elevate yourself, maybe from your peers mm-hmm. and and speak your truth and speak your voice. So that was one of the primary reasons why I was so grateful to obtain that award. And The other thing too, it kind of opened me up to a new network of people. I met a lot of other PR practitioners across different disciplines who had also received the award, who I still keep in touch with on a daily basis. Wow, it's amazing. And I know, unfortunately, PR in Canada has kind of discontinued that award specifically, but that inspires me as well, because, you know, I'd love to be able to again, find ways to connect with people who I see myself in. And I see that I would see those in the award winners and I see that in you. Well, that is a really nice sentiment. I I really do appreciate that. And I could tell you that, you know, there are so many opportunities, definitely within CPRS, IABC. We have our our marquee ACE Awards that takes place every year. Uh, It was virtual last year. It's unfortunately going to be virtual again this year, but it's an opportunity for individuals to get recognized for their achievements as a group across brand work or their individual contributions. So there's leadership awards. There is educational awards as well, too. Mm -hmm. So um, look out for those. Award season is always in the spring. So uh, look out for those um, opportunities to elevate yourself. And I think that's something as well that maybe us as women and women of color 
can really identify with. You know, sometimes we shy away from those moments of spotlight and we want to be seen, but we don't want to be seen because we're a little bit nervous. But, you know, it, it really takes one person saying, hey, look at me, I'm doing this. It's going great you know, hashtag humble brag Mm -hmm. to really elevate the community and make others like yourself to see that you are special, you are amazing, and you are going to move the needle a lot further than I am. So um, just something, words of advice, I guess, for your listeners. No, absolutely. I, another humble brag, I guess. For 2020, I won the CPRS Student Campaign of the Year um, that I put together in my PR uh, grad program. And again, it was one of those moments of feeling, you know, it's interesting before you apply for these kinds of things, there's so much kind of fear behind it or nervousness or not being sure that the value of your work will be recognized. But, you know, again, going back to what we were talking about earlier with networking, it just takes that first initial step that seems scary and difficult, but the rewards of it end up being so worth it. And with organizations like CPRS, you know, them offering these award opportunities, I think, especially as junior communicators and as women of color, we should do our best to to reach out for them and, you know, to f- apply for these opportunities. Because, again, I've connected with so many people after that, um, that I may not have otherwise, because, you know, I put myself out there. Yeah, and I absolutely love it. And this, um, this podcast is a testament of that and, you know, putting yourself out there and being creative, like I talked about at the beginning. But one thing I will say is I would like to encourage and see more women of color in PR and communications, as well as other industries, taking hold and capitalizing on social media channels, such as Twitter and LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, whatever you have it to get your voice out there. Mm -hmm. Because right now, 2021, we are not short of ways to get our message across and free ways, free ways (laughs) to get our message across. You don't need a splashy uh, advertorial in the Golden Mail to kind of put your message across in 2021. If you have something to say, I encourage everyone to use platforms to get your message across. And I'm not asking anyone to be political or, you know, uh, start, you know, a riot or a rally. (laughs) If you do feel like you need to, please do. But if if it's something as simple as putting up um, a LinkedIn post about your thoughts on diversity of inclusion in a workplace or sharing an article of another person of color, I think that there are definitely ways for us to get our voice across. Absolutely. And again, this is sort of an unscripted question, Michelle, but I'd kind of just love to get an idea of working at IHG. What has your experience been like? Do you feel like being a woman of color has affected your success at all in that industry? I think that it's important never to limit yourself by the color of your skin. And I feel like we do that too often. You know, who we see in the mirror is one-sided because really what is in our minds is so much more impactful. So that could be something that could be applied when it comes to brand public relations as well. Mm-hmm. Someone may see me and say, oh, there's an there's an Indian girl. She must be into, you know, anything that's stereotypical of Indian girls, which is Bollywood movies or cooking or whatever mm-hmm. it is. But I am multifaceted. I'm a golfer. You know, that's very unique for uh, an Indian woman. Um, you know, I live alone in a house that I, I own, right? That's unique of an Indian <laughs> woman as well. So um, hashtag girl boss. Love it. <laughs> so I think that 
bringing those unique perspectives and that unique background every single day to the workplace has allowed me to excel in my career, Mm. not being limited by false limitations that I put on myself Mm. or that other people put on me, because why would I do that? Right. Why would I do that to myself? Um, And by being persistent, like I had mentioned, by being persistent and adamant towards what my goals are on a daily basis has allowed me to um, be identified by senior leaders saying, let's put Michelle up for this opportunity because she's really persistent that she wants to learn more. Mm-hmm. And I could highlight that by saying a year and a half ago, I was um, asked to take on MLAC region for IHG, which is uh, Mexico, Latin America, and the Caribbean. Now, although my last name is Diaz, because I am of Goan heritage, I'm not Latin American mm-hmm. by any stretch of the imagination. Um, <laughs> but again, through my persistence and my diligence at the office, I was given this opportunity to take on a new region and had to learn very quickly about the culture of people of MLAC. And what was interesting is that I went into this role and I had my own perceived notions and cliches and stereotypes about people in MLAC. And I was like, they're probably reflecting those back onto me as well. So I had an opportunity, which I think we all have every single day of becoming unbiased in our everyday, um, in everyday work situations. So I think that was a roundabout way of answering your question. I do want to also say regarding brand communications, because that was your earlier question. I had mentioned before that when I had started my journey in public relations, again, I was only one of three in a PR class. So I really feel that agencies are becoming more diverse uh, and putting a greater emphasis on inclusion in the workplace. We just recently, through CPRS and IABC, ran a survey, a national survey about uh, diversity and inclusion, and we're going to be seeing the results in about a month. And I think that would really tell the story and paint a picture about race and opportunities, job opportunities across PR practitioners. So I cannot personally wait to see those results. Absolutely. I'm in the same boat there. I was really glad to see this circulating and seeing everyone sharing it um, across, you know, all different social media and, you know, within workplaces as well. I know my workplace shared it as well. So really excited to see the results of that and how it reflects how communications professionals feel the industry, you know, where the industry stands right now. So before we wrap things up, Michelle, I just want to ask if there's one key message that you could leave with our listeners today what would it be? Thanks for the question. My answer would definitely be around the point of not to underestimate yourself. I think we too often do this as females and women of color. Your voice is just as important as anyone else around the table, if not more so, because it's likely that you're the only one like you around that table. There's been countless times where I've been in a boardroom, on a conference call, on a Zoom, and luckily people look to me for my opinion because I am the youngest, I'm the only woman, and I am the only person of color. So in speaking to my perspectives and how I learn and how I receive information, it's invaluable to the others around me. So you could be a catalyst in yourself. You could be a catalyst and an educator in yourself just in the way you interact with those around you. So again, never underestimate the power of your voice, even in the most simple of situations. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. This is the first time I have the title of the episode in my mind already, because you've said it so many times. And I think it's something that we all need to think more about, um, which is the resilience. I love it. Thank you so much. (laughs) 
thank you so much, Michelle, for joining me for Color Me PR podcast today and for sharing your experiences and insights on the industry. So is there anywhere that listeners can follow you and CPRS Toronto to stay connected on the exceptional work that you're doing? I appreciate that. And thank you so much for having me. I'm very accessible and easy to find. I'm plastered all over the world wide web, but uh, LinkedIn under my name, uh, Twitter, my favorite social media channel. Uh, So please find me there. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Color Me PR podcast. I hope this conversation helped enlighten and inspire you about the value of diversity and inclusion in PR. If you're interested in keeping the conversation going, please subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and follow at Color Me PR on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn for updates. Thank you for tuning in and I look forward to our next conversation.